Today I'm going to start out by being a, a little bit rude. I, I thought about asking a question, but I know the answer. So I'm not, going to, I'm not going to ask you a question. I'm just going to tell you something about yourself. You make mistakes. Yeah, awkward. Um, maybe that was a mistake that I just made. But I want to tell a story about a mistake that I made, because I think it might help us as we jump into this, today's topic in Galatians. So years ago, I went to high school. I was actually doing the math, and it's actually getting scary how far away it actually is now from my high school days. But in high school, I joined a breakdancing club. Right? Hey. So you might think that that was my mistake, that I, I joined a breakdancing club, and I, I made a mistake in doing that. I don't think I did. I think it was great. I think it was really enjoyable. Um, I don't think I, I danced as well as I wish I did. I don't think I was as coordinated as, a, as others, but it was really good. It was a great experience. I actually really love seeing some good dance. So, yeah, it was not the mistake that I'm telling you about. Uh, in this group uh, or, or club, um, we, uh, we heard that the University of Waterloo also had a crew that, uh, that breakdanced. And so we, we went up to one of the breakdance battles that's happening. And you might be thinking, there's where Brad made a mistake. He went to a breakdance battle with college people when he's in high school. No, that wasn't a mistake. I, I kind of wanted to jump in on the battle, but I wasn't that good. I did encourage one of my friends, who was actually pretty good, to go, and, and he did great. But it was just really good to be in, there and see you know, where, where this can go, like how people can actually move and dance and, and really, really break dance compared to what what I was doing. But my mistake wasn't there. My mistake was a little bit later on campus. So it's, it's, it's raining, it's nighttime, and I don't, I'm, you know, I'm a high school student driving. I don't know my way around here very well. So I'm driving along, and as, as I'm driving through the university, I get, you know, the, the headlights flashed at me. I'm like, what is going on? And I drive a little bit further, and I'm kind of being crouched out by an oncoming bus. I'm like, this? this is a ridiculous campus. Like, nobody cares about what you're doing. And then headlights right in front of me, coming towards me, like, this is, this is wild. And then on top of those headlights was a roof rack that had whoop, whoop. And I was like, oh, this is wild. So the, the officer gets out of his car. He walks over to my car. You know, we're headlighting each other, facing, facing, face to face. And he informs me that I am on a one-way street. That I, I somehow you know, got onto the wrong street, headed the wrong way, and, and the reason why the, the headlights are flickered at me is because I'm going the wrong way. And uh, why the bus was crouching me out, because there's not actually enough space for me to be going this way. And now I have a, an officer informing me that I am in the wrong. Now, that's, that's a, a story of a mistake I made. It wasn't willful. It wasn't uh, intentional. I didn't plan to go down the wrong way. But here I am. I'm, I'm caught in a spot where where I was headed the wrong direction, and I found correction and ultimately redirection for the way that I, I should be going. And I think we've all made mistakes. I think I told you, you've made mistakes. Not all our mistakes are super severe, and not all our mistakes are super small. But in it all, we've, we've all done something wrong, and we've all, we've all found some way where we were highlighted how we were in the wrong. Uh, today's text, I think, might be helpful for us. Uh, I know that the Spirit, along with the text, 
will be helpful for us as we continue in this narrative of understanding what life looks like under the kingship of Jesus, as we address what relationships look like in the church and how we can respond to the community around us. And we find that in Galatians 5 today. So if you want to open up your Bible to Galatians 5, uh, 16 to 26, that's where we're going to camp out. I'll give you a few moments in that. And if you are new here and you don't know who I am, that's reasonable. I am Brad. I am the pastor here at Stanley Park Community Church. And for everybody that's been around here for many, many years or just a few months, it's great to have you back. It's great to be in community online while we are still not in person. Uh, feel free to say hello, chat, maybe, maybe share a humorous story of a mistake you made. Um, or feel free to share a mistake that you didn't let other people know until now. We just, we just kind of love sharing, don't we? <laughs> anyway, uh, the chat bar is open to you. If you're, if you're new, say hi. If you've been around for a while, say hello. It's code. But carrying on, I, I want to jump into the passage and explore Galatians with you. So Galatians 5, 16 to 26 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit. And do not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desire, desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discourse, jealousy, fits of rage, self uh, yeah, selfish ambitions, uh, dissension, factions, uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified in the flesh, and with its passions and desires have been crucified as well. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envious of each other. Now, normally I'd like to like, kind of pray over our time together in this spot, but I, I want to use this, the prayer time that I, I have in a message around a specific idea a little bit later, because I think that's where the Spirit wants to meet us in this message today. So stay tuned for that part. The idea in in verse 17, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit wants what's contrary to the flesh. I have, I have an idea to kind of help us understand what that looks like, and I'm going to use something else we have in the church, and maybe even the magic of pre-recording. Here we are. Uh, might be a little bit more echoey because I'm in a basement. If you don't recognize this space, this is one of our uh, places for our children. Uh, what what I want to do is share a bit of an imagery about this, this contrariness between the flesh and the spirit. It's kind of like this, this, lay, or this Brio train, I, I have Lego on the mind, this, this Brio or Thomas train set, where there's these magnets on these, these train bits. And in one direction, 
they, they repel each other, right? Is that they're, they're contrary forces, contrary energy. Um, but in another spot, they connect, like that's, that's supported, that's holding it together. And that's how this train set works. I, I have put in many hours on a train set. So you have one side which pulls really well, and another side that doesn't really get you to where, where the train or the spirit wants to be getting you. And so when we, we look at this passage in Galatians, we, we kind of see the, the, the works of the flesh and the, the fruit of the spirit, kind of like this, this little train guy here, where we have an option of trying to force things together where they're contrary to each other and, and not much happens other than trying to hold it together. And that, that can be kind of a religious experience of ours where like we live out this, this life that is, is full of these uh, fleshy things. We, we live out the life of the flesh and we come to a religious gathering, we come to our, uh, our Bibles, we come to our faith in a way that we try to force the, the life that we are living with that of God's. But what, what Paul is saying in this passage, uh, in, in the scriptures as well, is that the spirit is different than religion. The spirit is what shows us how to live. It's what connects us to God. It is what allows us to live into the freedom that Christ has given to us. And uh, it's not something that we have to work to try to hold together, but something that as we engage with the spirit, it holds us together. It gets us, in this case, on track. It's, it's allowing us to be moved by God in the directions that he wants to take us. Now, if you've spent a lot of time around church, you may have heard of this word, or I guess around some Christians as well, you may have heard of the word called repent. Um, the idea behind repent is to turn around. And I, I think it's really helpful to know that in this situation where it's just not working, right? Like it pushes back. It's just contrary to the desire of God in our life. When we find that we are living in ways that are contrary to the spirit, that we're living in our flesh, the trick is to repent, to, to turn ourselves around, to, to turn back to Jesus, to take our, our life situation and say, God, like I'm headed in the wrong way. I need, I need your spirit to connect me to you. And in that turning around, we live into the connection with God, the one that he has made available to us, the one that allows us to, to freely go. And, and you know, we get to bring others in where they can connect in our lives. We can connect with them. We can all be moving by the Spirit as a, as a community, as a brothers and sisters. But once again, in, in our lives, if we aren't, aren't living a, a repentant life, a life where we, we share with God that we, we have been going the wrong way, that we've been making mistakes, that we are living in the flesh versus the spirit that he has provided for us. We are missing that connection. And so we, we need to repent in our lives and, and live into the connection that has been made available to us by Jesus. So with that said, I'm going to move back upstairs once again with the, uh, the magic of pre-recording. There, I did it. Now, let me know if that was actually really cheesy, if you hated the transitions. I, I can say that I saved you an awkward uh, tour of the church while I'm huffing and puffing and tripping over cables while holding a camera and the tablets and all those sort of things. 
So just be glad that I cut that part out. <laughs> and, uh, and here we are. But did that make sense? The idea of repentance is, is, is turning around and moving from that, that which is contrary to the flesh to that which is contrary with the spirit, moving towards God in this and, and living into what he desires for our lives. So the, the, the idea of the, the flesh um, is, is the area I want to I wanna take prayer time even into. Um, yeah, if, if we're reading through the scriptures, we might want to jump over this spot because it's, it's awkward, it's, it's challenging, it's talking about things that we don't talk about, it's highlighting things that we don't want to look at. We want to be all on the, uh, the glory to God train and not look at any of the the sinfulness, the brokenness, the, the things that shouldn't be in our lives train. Um, and so I'm going to read this passage, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray before I do and ask the Spirit to join us as we read through the acts of the flesh. All right? Lord, we ask that you speak to us as we read this passage. Lord, that if any of these words stand out, that, that we'd give you the time to challenge us in it. Lord, come search us and know us. Lord, highlight in us if there is any way that we are living that is separated from you. Lord, as we read this passage, if one of these words stick out, and if it's not the the clear sense, let us understand the sub thing that you are trying to get to. Lord, if you want to draw us into freedom, you want to bring us into life under you, not one that is under law, rules, and regulations, Lord. So we ask for you to help us, by your Spirit, discern our lives. And may we confess anything that you want us to confess to you. And may we turn around and find our connection in your Spirit and live in the way that you desire for us. Lord, be with us as we read. Amen. So here we are. We are in the the fun part of this passage. And listen carefully as as I read this. Not to what I'm saying, but what the Spirit is saying in you. If there's a a word that stands out, if there's one of these obvious acts of the flesh that you notice in yourself, uh, maybe maybe you you pause and you just stay there. You don't move in the sermon like this. This message will be here all week. Well, it's going to be here until the internet's done. Um... But these moments that we have where the Spirit speaks to us, he's, he's seeking for us to act in obedience, to, to turn, to connect with him. And if you're with a bunch of people and, and you notice that thing, like there's a freedom to leave the room and just go and pray. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get you any further ahead in your spiritual journey to pretend that you are sitting in the, the, the fruit of the Spirit when you are, are living in the flesh. And so it is better for you to leave a room and go and seek God than it is for you to stay just to feel like you are in the right. So with that said, let's read it. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discourse, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, anything like that. 
If, if some of these words are hitting in your life, ask God to bring clarity. Uh, ask him to search you. Ask him to, to help you discern the way that you are not living the way he wants you to. Now, with that said, I think the other part that we can be doing is we can inadvertently make this into the, the new law, right? We go through this list and, whew, I, I'm doing all right. And, and we, we make sure that we aren't checking off the boxes, right? We, we know that I'm not the debaucherous one, so that's, that's good. And I'm not in this camp. I'm not in that camp. And we, and we once again, gravitate back to the rules and structures and legalism, which is also not us living into the freedom that that God wants us to live into, that, that Paul is encouraging Galatians to live into. And when you, when you read this passage and you hear that it says that the people who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, what does that make you think of? It, 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 it likely, if you've been around church for any period of time, might lean you towards thinking about the, the fire, hell, and brimstone uh, message, right? The condemnation that comes on you. And while I'm not going to say these, these acts don't, don't impact your eternity, our eternity is decided by Jesus. But these, this way of life of living into the flesh and rejecting God over and over and over again uh, does actually have an implication. It, it, it shows us what the fruit of our life is. Like, what are we oriented around? Do we truly seek after Jesus? Do we truly want to be a Christian? Do we truly have uh, faith in Jesus that, that saves us? Or are we just camping out around church? Are we just camping out around Jesus? And when it, when it comes down to having skin in the game, uh, we back out. And we say, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd rather have this lifestyle. Now, what I also think is with the history that we have as, as church where we really focus on the separation, the hell, the brimstone, the fire, uh, we, we miss a bit of also what's at play here in, in this passage and and in the idea here is it's not just eternal separation that uh, is at risk, that they won't inherit the kingdom. Uh, there's actually like the, the, the immediate, like the, when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, you, you've, you've heard this before, he, he says, may your kingdom be on earth as it is in heaven. Right? He's, he's not talking about a long off inheritance. He, Jesus is desiring that the kingdom of God become here. That it, it is something that we inherit in this moment, in, in moments of our lives as well. And so when we live in the, the sin, when we live in the ways of the flesh, the works of the flesh, we aren't inheriting the kingdom of God here and now. Sure, it has also implications for eternity, but God is being missed out on in your day. It's, it's, picture this, you have a a friend, you have a, a sibling, you have a cousin that comes to your door, and they're drunk, right? It may not be actually that hard of an idea for you, because it may have happened. They come to your door, they knock, and, and, and you open the door, and they ask you for your car, right? Hey, can I have the, the keys to your car? The answer, I, I'm, I'm sure 99% of the time, is no, right? That, that any other time, any other, like, hey, I, I need to bore your truck. I, I'm moving. Um, can I just bore your vehicle? Yeah, like my brother. Absolutely. My, my good friend, sure. Like, here, here's my vehicle. But when you're living in a way that is destructive, that is contrary to what, what is good, it hinders our, our ability to embrace 
the inheritance or the goodness that God wants to give to us. So the, the idea that the flesh life is contrary to God is one point to understand that it is also a, an inhibitor of us experiencing the kingdom of God is another point. It doesn't mean that because I am still broken and sinful, um, when I act wrong or when I sin, that I am now divided and disconnected from God completely. It's one of those things where, as I was saying, that when we notice these things, when the, the headlights are on me and the lights are going off, we have the choice of repenting, you know, turning ourselves around and connecting with God. When, when that officer gave me the warning, when he said, you were going the wrong way, I could have, not smartly, but I could have said thank you for the warning. And then he goes back to his vehicle, and then I pull out, I go around him, and I just continue on my way. I didn't. I think like lots of us, when we are confronted with going the wrong direction, when we are confronted with things in our lives like we might have been today, we have the choice this week. If you had one of those words stand out to you, you have the choice to just carry on and ignore this message, carry on and ignore this scripture. Just keep going. You might have some other headlights. You might have another guy pull you over. It might escalate, absolutely. But you have the choice today to repent, to confess to God that you are not going the direction that he wants you to go, that your life is not looking the way that you want him to live into your life to look like. And that, that turning around moment also allows us to live into this last part of this passage. And I think it's the part that we would love to live into more. Live into the Spirit, right? The, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? Against this, there is no, no law. So when, when we are connected in the Spirit, when we are connected to God and, and he's pulling us in the direction, it's not works. And that's one thing that Paul's talking about is the flesh is works. The other one is it's just fruit, as we turn from the things of the flesh, as we turn from the things that are contrary to the Spirit, we, we get to then live in, in connection, where then it, it, it bears fruit in our life. It takes us places. We, we are moved by the Spirit, where it's not like, oh, I have to be more nice, or I have to be more joyous, or I have to be uh, more, more forbearant. Um, as, as we look at this list, we can also move back into legalism and say, oh, my, my, my loving quota is not being met, or my patience isn't being, isn't being lived into, and, and start making a checkbox of how, how loving I am, how, how caring I am, how gentle, how kind I am. Like, it's good to look at because it tells us what type of fruit we're bearing, but the ultimate solution to this is not to try harder. It isn't to uh, make more good works in your life. It is actually just to continue to Recorrect your life onto the Spirit through Jesus, or Jesus through the Spirit, to hold up anything that's getting in the way and saying, God, I would like to be connected to you. I would like to be walking with you. I would like to be in step with you. I don't want to lag behind. I don't want to camp out in these spaces. I want my life to be full of your Spirit. And that is something that God honors. That is something that God desires. God wants us to live with him, not just 
show up to church on Sunday, not just to click on a stream on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, listen to us on Spotify. God wants us to enter into a relationship where any time that we, we find ourselves starting to, to drift or finding ourselves turned in the wrong direction, to, to turn back, to reconnect, to, to seek him, to, to go his direction, and to do it under, this is why I really like this one, under his power. Right? These guys don't get themselves anywhere. If anything, they get themselves stuck or lost. That's how this, this show goes, right? But, but when the engine, when, when God shows up and we, we connect with him, now we're going places. That is today's message. Today's message is for us to turn from the things that are contrary to the Spirit, to confess them to God, and to, to lean into the connection that he offers to us, not by our works, not by us doing anything, but by us leaning into the faith that we have that's been made secure in Jesus' death and resurrection, that's made possible to us as the Spirit dwells and moves in our lives. And so today, if, if you are finding that some of these sinful things have, have actually taken root, and it might be in the oddest of places, and it might be the smallest of things, I encourage you, as, as we make a crane again today, as we always do in the series, Ask God to help you in this, this freedom. Because these, these little, little sins, even the one that's coming to your mind right now, wants to grow. It wants to send out its roots. It wants to choke off life. And it wants to keep you headed in the wrong direction. But God wants to meet you where you are. He wants to maybe sit down beside you. Address the wound that that has caused to, to pull up the things that are in your life that aren't, aren't bringing him glory, but aren't bringing you life. God wants us to live in deep and true freedom with him. And so today, I, I encourage you to pray and ask God to guide you into freedom. We'll see you next week.